the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 0111911. All right, Craig, thank you. We don't need the music. I'm just going to remind you that it's Friday, January 5th, 2024. Good to be with you. Thanks again to Gary J. Freiberg for coming in. In about an hour, Dr. Gene Nelson gives us the very latest on the status of Diablo Canyon. First, though, let's uh, do something special. Uh, Lou Ferregno is in this uh, building. You know Lou. You may not know him personally, but you have seen his work for decades. American actor, bodybuilder, two-time Mr. Universe, author, reserve deputy sheriff. He has had an amazing life, and he's been spending a lot of it lately on the Central Coast. Now, here's the great news. Uh, Lou's going to be doing a meet-and-greet this Sunday from noon to 3 down at Captain Nemo games and comics it's right there at 563 higara street come on by and say hi let's say hi right now to lou ferregno lou how are you good good evening good nice to see, to see you. you and and i just on a personal note thank you for getting in your car and coming up My a lot of the folks just want to hop on the phone and talk and you're like no i'll come to you so uh, I appreciate the professional courtesy. Yeah, I like being the person because it's more fun because sometimes over the phone you, you don't know what they look like, where they're coming from. And especially, it's, much, it's much more relaxing in the studio. Yeah, yeah we're just two guys talking. So let's talk about uh, Sunday. How'd this come together? What can people expect? Well, you know, I do a lot of signings all over the country uh, in the past, like uh, comic convention, comic book stores. And I said to myself, why not do one in San Luis, in my, my own neighborhood? Because uh, I have a lot of fan in, fans in San Luis, especially, you know, I have my picture. My, uh, they bring memorabilia for me to sign and then, you know, take selfies. But it's great because, uh, you know, uh, Captain Nemo comic uh, bookstore, my favorite comic book store, especially uh, the, all the DVDs they have, all the toys, everything. And I want to get back to the community. So I felt like, why not have some fun? Uh, so again, that's going to be this Sunday between noon and three right. at uh, Captain Nemo. And I want to get into the comics, but first, what made you um, come to the Central Coast for your home base? What's the appeal here? Well, the thing is, I had different homes here on and off for the last forty years. It was like a vacation home for yeah. me. I lived in Santa Monica, so I decided one time that I wanted to sell both houses and buy a house here to live here permanently because I fell in love with the Central Coast, especially uh, you know the winery, the scenery, and you know living in L.A., especially Santa Monica. I felt like I want to spend my last chapter here, enjoy the climate, enjoy the scenery, enjoy the people, a peaceful life. And have you found it? Yes. Yes. By, by the way, I mean, uh, you've got a year or two on me, but you look a lot better than I do. How's your health? My health is good. I mean, I've been training now for, for almost over 60 years. Hmm. Training on a daily basis involves what? Yeah, daily basis means I do cardio. I do lightweight training. I'm very consistent. I train almost every day because I just maintain what I uh, have. A, a year ago, I trained very heavy. I, I used to bench 560. I was in the world's strongest man. I came back to competition after 17 years when I was 42. So uh, it made me a champion because, you know, growing up as a kid was my passion. Because my life, when I was young, I had to overcome the adversity. I had to deal with the speech, the hearing issues. So to escape the pain, I used to be all the Hulk Superman comic. Yeah. My imagination to escape the pain. But little did I ever realize that comic convention, comic books would become so popular today. Because when I was a kid, I used to uh, save a lot of comic books. One time I went, to a, I went to a comic book store with my father, 
And I never forget when you walk into a comic book store and those days you smell the old uh, newspapers, yeah. the comic books. So I remember seeing a magazine that said, Mr. America. There was a guy on the, on the cover, Day Draper, in a chest pose. And I said, wow, they have Mr. Universe, Mr. America. So I read the magazine page from page to learn about bodybuilding, about training. That became my passion. Hmm. Lou Ferregno on this broadcast. We'll take your phone calls here in a little bit as he invites you to come on down and see him this Sunday from noon to 3 at Captain Nemo Games and Comics right here in San Luis Obispo. So you're a, a Brooklyn boy, and as you were reminding us when you came in, you had a serious ear infection. Yes. At one point, you lost 85% of your hearing. Yeah, I closed the birth. Uh, and then uh, I started the way hearing years, about the age of three or four. Right. And, and you found refuge in comic books. Yeah, because of my whole life, because I used to come home and I used to watch the old Superman series. Remember George Reeves? Absolutely. Yeah, because you, when you're a kid, you know, children are obsessed with power. So even now I still watch the show from time to time, especially yeah. back then it was made because it was the first series on television. People laughed at it. But today you have the Avengers, you have the Marvel Universe, and look at how much everything turned out. Because in my time, when I did the Hulk pilot, Captain America and Spider-Man failed at the TV series, but my show fortunately became a huge hit to open all the doors you see today for these different heroes. Yeah. Uh, as we uh, chat with uh, Lou about his amazing career, you mentioned the comics. I found this figure that in 2021, more than $2 billion just in this country alone was spent on comics, comic books. That's how popular that they have become. Well, you know, it's funny. Every one of us has a superhero uh, connection. Sure. So what's interesting, when you do a Comic-Con, you'd be surprised. You just you see your own doctor, your own lawyer. They dress up a trachea. They dress up as a Hulk <laughs> or like Spider-Man. It's great because uh, it's a great connection. Hmm. Uh, so it, it, it seems, according to your bio, you escaped the pain by going to comic books. You particularly fell in love with Superman. Yes. He, he was a, a particular superhero for you. Yeah, because he had X-ray vision. He had a supersonic hearing. So I wanted to emulate him. But I fell in love with the Hulk because the Hulk was the only comic character that had no shirt, no pants. Only sp- oh, that's right. Yeah, he had the yeah. little shirt. So G. E. was the muscle that attracted me to it. G. Ferguson E. was the power issue. And then uh, bodybuilding around the age of 13 is when you started. Yes. So you were you were... Pressing rates and bodybuilding, and then you hop over and you do pumping iron in 1975. You find out you're natural in front of the camera. So here you are, bodybuilder, and you can do okay in front of the camera. Boom. That's where it started. Yeah, because when I did pumping iron with Schwarzenegger and you know, the two of us, because back then I was comfortable in front of the camera. I kind of liked it. But I, I did not tell anybody how to, I wanted to be an actor because back then my speech was different. I had a speech impediment. So I remember that after uh, when Pumping Iron came out, they called me one day. They had an audition for the Hulk. I said to myself, nobody could play this part better than I could. I went for the audition, and the rest is history. Yes, but something I didn't realize until today. Is this true? Arnold Schwarzenegger auditioned, and he didn't get the part? That's what I heard. They wanted okay. to go with me because I'm taller and bigger. But I think Arnold wanted to lean towards uh, the movies uh, because um, he had his own path. But it's funny that him and I had similar fathers. Yeah, the, the, what I read is that he auditioned but didn't get it because it was too short, and that Richard Kyle, the big tall guy, he also auditioned and he didn't get it because he had he's like me, he has one bad eye, and he couldn't put that contact lens in. Well, plus he didn't have the physique, yeah, to match uh, the, the physique like you see the Hulk in the comic books. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I know Richard for years, but then he got his break when he did uh, Jaws and Jaws on. Uh, he played in Moonraker, the James Bond, James Bond uh, TV series. 
What impact has it being the Hulk had on you? Because, I mean, you can't go anywhere. People know you as the Hulk. Well, you know, every country in the world embraced the Hulk. Yeah. I mean, all the way from Japan to Egypt. But, the, you know, it changed my life. The, the beauty about the TV series, I could do 10 Gone with the Wind movies tomorrow. Everybody still loved me as the Hulk because the Hulk, you know, it's such a beloved character. We're talking yeah. about three generations and affecting a lot of people's lives. Especially now, I'm very honored to still be connected with, with, the, with that character. That's the key phrase. You're, it's, it's an honor for you. Yeah. All right. Because sometimes people do TV series, they, they're forgotten. I also read that I think it was Stanley who didn't want you to speak in the TV. He didn't want the Hulk to speak in the TV series. Didn't want you to have dialogue. Well, back then they used the voice of Richard Keel. I'm, I'm sorry, David, but uh, what's his name? Uh, David Cassidy. He played Lurch on the Anna family. So he had a deep voice. Yeah. But eventually later on, they did the animated uh, cartoon of the Hulk. Then I did the voice. But they wanted somebody with a very deep voice uh, back then. But they didn't want to have any dialogue because they felt that the Hulk would kind, would kind of like, they wanted to be more childish. And wasn't the the color originally red and gray. they changed it to green? Gray. They changed it to green, yeah. The original was, was gray. And why did they want to change the color? I think it was up to Stan Lee because, you know, Stan Lee created the different characters. And I think he felt like more like green with envy. Green, yeah, it had more of a significant impact as far as the color. I've read a lot of different theories about what the movies and the TV show were all about. What was it about for you? Was it about somebody finding peace? Somebody trying to find the best in other people? What's the Incredible Hulk say to you, Lou? Well, you see, every one of us has a little Hulk inside of us. You know, we get angry. You want to smash a phone booth. Yep. You want to break cars. You want yep. to just... So the Hulk does everything. It's like a release for us. And... Uh, it's just, uh, everything, every time you watch a series, you know the beauty about the series? Every episode had a laser compelling message about life. Like when you watch yeah. a show today, like the original Twilight Zone, you learn from each episode. Three hours in makeup is yep. what I jotted down. You had to change your contact lens every 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Well, they were very hard contact lens, and they had to numb my uh, eyes because uh, sometimes I would scratch the cornea. So basically, when, uh, for 15 minutes, I had... Uh, it would be very irritating that so they had to take them out periodically and put it back in. And uh, I had people vision. You wonder why I was, I was so angry because I used all that frustration. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we've got plenty to cover. Lou Ferrigno is here for the hour. We'll start walking your phone calls and read some of your text messages. We're live, we're local. It's Hometown Radio. This is the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. Our guest is Lou Ferregno. He's a actor, bodybuilder, two-time Mr. Universe, author, reserve deputy sheriff, and a more than satisfied peak Wi-Fi customer. Yes, I've had in my house for the last three or four years the best service. I mean, I'm not just making this up. I mean, they're great, incredible technician. Every time they have the problem, the service is uh, impeccable. On the uh, Stolberg line, question coming in. I remember watching The Hulk when I was a child. And used to love the part when Bill Bixby would hulk out <laughs> and Lou Ferrigno would enter. Then as an adult, I moved to Roy Grande and found out that one of my childhood superheroes lives there. And is actually a real-life superhero sheriff deputy. Thank you. Nice to hear that because especially, um, you know, I run into people, especially they don't believe when I first lived in the town. They would think that I'm, I'm, I'm 
impersonating somebody else. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about your connection to law enforcement because okay. you're you're involved in a lot of different law enforcement agencies. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm certified deputy in L.A. and San, San Luis Obispo. I've been deputized on the in 23 different states. But I love to do what I love to teach uh, also shooting. I do a lot of a meet and greet, especially promoting the, um, the the positive side, being an officer. People don't realize when you have the uniform, is you have to protect life and property, and your, yeah. life, your life is in risk because yeah. it's, it's a highly uh, a, a secure job. And I, I'll tell you, I have to commend all these police officers. They put themselves on the line. All right. So what do you do in your capacity as a sheriff's deputy? What do you do? Well, usually I show support. A lot of time when I travel, I go to different the sheriff's department to show my support because, you see, my father was a retired uh, police yeah, lieutenant. Yeah, yeah. So I've always been involved in law enforcement. So I like to keep on time. I like to do charity with uh, Sheriff Parkinson. Also, L.A., I, I do a lot of search and rescue with the helicopters. And then basically uh, talk to the young kids. They have... Uh, these young students, they want to become, they're called, it's called the Explorers Academy. But they want to be, uh, they're first in line to be a deputy. Mm. Did you ever consider law enforcement as a career? Well, I, I'm a reserve because I, I don't take a salary, but basically to uh, give much of my time because my full time is being an actor and then being a motivational speaker. Mm. All right. If you want in the conversation, feel free to join us, 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Again, we invite you to come meet Lou this Sunday from noon to 3 at uh, the Captain Nemo Games and Comics right there in downtown San Luis Obispo, 563 Higuera Street. Stan Lee said the Incredible Hulk is Dr. Frankenstein meets Jekyll and Hyde. Yes. Yes. Did he nail that? You know, when I was a kid, I was a big fan of uh, Frankenstein, the original, and Dracula. But what's interesting is that you always loved the villains. You always loved all the monsters. That's why when I first did the, the pilot for the Hulk, they said to me that the show was successful. You're going to go down in history as uh, like a villain because when the Hulk first came out, they people thought it was a monster. But the thing is, he's really a creature because I, show, I was able to show the sensitivity. But the interesting thing about the Hulk even though it's non-speaking, I show what you call a pantomime. That means yeah. acting without speaking, show yeah. the emotion, which is not yeah. easy to do. Yeah. All right, let's uh, take a call here. We've got Scott in San Luis on KVEC. Hi, Scott. Hello, Dave. Hello, uh, Lou Frigno. How are you, sir? Pretty good. Good to hear from you. Yeah, you know what? I, I watched all your Hulk series from 1978 to 1980, and I, I tell you, you were you were a great character. You were you were, you really filled the role. Um, Thank you. I'm glad I'm still here to hear that. You know, sir, um, Curiosity, when you played in the Kings of, King of Queens, it's, it's still my favorite comedy show. There's talk of it having a reboot. I don't know if you've heard that, but is it, it? do you think there'll be a possible reboot for King of Queens? Oh, I would love to do a reboot because I know Kevin James did Kevin uh, Kevin Wade, but I Kevin think James, eventually they could come actor. back to it because today you don't see many uh, sitcoms, but I think that was an iconic sitcom. I, if there was a reboot, I'd definitely be part of it. And you played yourself. Yeah. You were Lou Ferrigno on that. Yeah, because I did a TV, <laughs> yeah. I did a show called The Godson with Dom DeLuise and... Uh, and uh, Rodney Dangerfield, the one oh. night the producers watched the film, they said, why not have Lou at the neighbor on the King of Queens? That became like a coming, coming role. But yeah. in real life, I go through the same thing. People scream, the Hulk is this. <laughs> Scott, what else? You know what, um, Lou, you've lived in the area for a long time. I don't remember if you remember Vic's gym and, um, and um, uh, uh, I'm, it's, it's, uh, it's out there, Royal Grandy. I think it's, um, 
I, I forgot where it is. It's, I can't remember. It's a private gym, but I have a private gym in San Francisco called Estradas. It's a, it's a powerlifting gym. It's been there for 60 years. I, you maybe have heard of it before. I didn't know if you can just swing by and say hello to some of the members. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, I, I believe, was there one There's time. Yeah. different gym now compared to when I first got yeah. as a second home here 40 years ago. Scott, I think you should come by on uh, Sunday between noon, noon and 3 and uh, say hi to Lou and get an autograph and you can talk to him there about your other gym. But we appreciate the call. Paul's in San Luis on KVEC. Hi, Paul. Hello, Dave. Hello, Mr. Frigma. Frigma. How you doing? Hey, um, back in the 70s, they used to do, ABC used to do these superstar uh, programs. You know, and I don't know if anybody remembers those, but they would get athletes and they would do all these different type of athletic yeah, uh, battle, events. Yeah, battle the network stars. Yeah, they, and they, the they, superstars. They, and and I, I seem to remember that you used to participate in that and you were quite good at it. Did you ever do those, Lou? Well, what's funny, though, you see, when I was... Uh, became with the universe, everybody thought that I was muscle-bound. But I got to show that bodybuilder, if it was the right genetic, I could perform, like for baseball, racing a boat, like track and field, stuff like that. So I, I was blessed with good genetics. And as a matter of fact, I played uh, football for a short time for the Toronto Argonauts. That's right, in Canada, right? Yeah, I didn't like hitting people, so basically I gave it a shot because my father wanted me, uh, his dream to me to be a great uh, football, like a linebacker. So my passion was bodybuilding. What else, Paul? Uh, is it also true, I, I seem to remember that it, you came up here because Jack Lane is the one that kind of introduced you to the Central Coast. Yeah, Jack, was the, uh, he was the best because uh, as a kid I had to watch the show all the time because I used to see him the way he would just move around and show his muscles. You're talking about in, in, in the late 50s, the early 60s, but when, when people didn't know what bodybuilding was. He's an incredible guy. He, he was on the show several times before he passed. But do you realize that he swam the Alcatraz shackled ankle and wrist in shark-infested water? Can you imagine? No, I can't. Yeah, there's, no, there's nobody like him. Incredible guy. His wife is still alive. Elaine, I think she's like 95, 96. A fantastic person. Paul, thank you. Let me get to Larry before the news break. Hey, Larry. Hey, I just wanted to call in and thank Lou. So my oldest son's about 35 years old. And about 30 years ago, he was at a tennis camp down at the Alisal in, in Solvang area down there. And uh, and Lou was there. So Lou was hanging with all the kids and stuff. And I remember the phone call I got. He was down there for like three or four days with, with the in-laws, his grandparents. And they would take him to this tennis camp. And when he was young, and uh, Lou really made his day, and we got a phone call one night. You'll never, who, never believe who I met today, Dad, Mom, and you know, and it was, it was you. He got a picture and stuff with you, and all that, and really made his day. So I just wanted to thank you for doing that kind of stuff. Well, let's get a response. Stay with us, Larry. What do you say, Lou? Hmm? What do you say to him? I would say thank you. You got a great memory, especially uh, a night to hear that people respect and like me. At least I'm not being, uh, <laughs> you know, like a, a, a prima donna. I've, That's right. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, thanks for the call, Larry. I've never word, I've never read a negative word about you. A lot of these celebrities are getting in fights and causing trouble, yeah. and, and you're just kind of there. You know, to me, every, every, I love all people. Everybody is the same because it's all about judging people when you meet them because uh, everything else is secondary. Like some people have an attitude arrogance, but the thing is, when I came from, just be nice because basically, you know, we, we all came from, we only have one life to live, and you've got to look for the best in people. 
All right, we are in conversation with Lou Ferregno. He is inviting you to come on by for Meet and Greet Sunday from noon to 3 at Captain Nemo Games and Comics, downtown San Luis Obispo, 563 Higuera Street. His first time ever doing a meet and greet on the Central Coast. Off we go. We've got news and traffic and weather. More of your phone calls, more of your text messages, more of our conversations still to come. This is Hometown Radio. You have landed on the Dave Congleton Show, always your hometown radio talk show. Uh, special guest this hour, we're back with Lou Ferregno. Um, actor, author, bodybuilder, twice Mr. Universe, uh, reserved uh, deputy sheriff, and Central Coast resident. He's inviting you to come by and say hi this Sunday from noon to 3 at Captain Nemo Games and Comics, downtown San Luis Obispo, 563 Higuera Street. It's his uh, first meet and greet on the Central Coast. If you want in on the conversation, join us, 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. On the Stolberg text line, a listener wants to know if you have any regrets from your bodybuilding career as two-part question. Well, let's just do the first part. Any regrets from your bodybuilding career? No, I'll do it again in a second. It Um, it changed my life, and uh, it was my passion to survive. Did you take to it right away? Um, no. Well, first of all, I wanted to compete in competition. People laughed at me because I was a skinny kid. Yeah. And my father said he would tell people, all my son does is talk about bodybuilding, lifting weights. He doesn't talk, talk about anything else. They thought there was something wrong with me because I was so into uh, the bodybuilding. But the thing is that it was my path because I realized that it gave me a sense of well-being. Uh, the second part of the question is, uh, have you ever had any long-term damage from bodybuilding? No, I've always never had any injuries. But in the meantime, I've had both knees, both hips replaced, two rotator cuff surgeries because, uh, you know, it runs on my family. So basically, I'm still in great shape. But right now, the age of 72, I can't do it when I was 40. Yeah, I hear you. What was it like for you to turn 70? Because, man, for me, it didn't help that on my 70th birthday I got covid you know, it's funny, when I turned 70, I think you learn about conserving energy. You don't have the energy. Like you say, if you want to train 5 o'clock, it's time to go to sleep. I'm just saying yeah. that you don't. So basically, because I, I train in the morning, I have a, a great attitude because it's all in the mind. But the thing is that when you get older, like in the 60s, your tendon have less blood flow and you're more brittle. You have to be very careful because you're more susceptible to, to injuries. Hmm. We should talk a little bit about Arnold. What's your relationship like with Schwarzenegger, and how have you influenced each other over the years? Well, Arnold and I are good friends because he was my idol growing up. I wanted to be the best. I was competing with him, but I really admired him because he came from another country and couldn't speak English, and he had the determination to succeed because 
At his time, people laughed because when he said pumping iron, they, he said he wanted to be an actor. They laughed at him, but because of his drive, his determination, he, he, he convinced a lot of people that he was uh, successful like he wanted to be, and I, uh, I commend him for that. So how, how do you become friends with somebody that you're competing against? I find that fascinating. Well, the thing is we have the passion for bodybuilding because I know when you're competing, you want to be the best, but outside of the competition, it's different because especially we have similar upbringing, similar fathers. His father was the chief of police. My father was a police lieutenant, so I, I had a severe relationship with my father. It was a love and hate relationship, and that's why uh, it made me who I am today. We have Linda in Orchid on KVEC. Hi, Linda. Hi there, Dave. I just wanted to say hi to Lou. Um, I want to ask if he was in, like, 1985 at Mammoth Skiing with Arnold. Were you in 1985 skiing with Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, I never skied with him. No. He's oh, a skier. really? I don't ski. Oh, yeah. I thought it was him and Mammoth. I got Arnold's autograph, and then I saw another person, and I didn't know who it was, and my husband said, oh, you know who that was? It was Lou Ferrigno. I think it was getting with Clint Eastwood. Yeah, it was probably Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I would have known. Anyway, thanks for being on the show. Linda, thanks for listening. We appreciate it very much. 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832 if you want to talk to Lou Ferrigno. Meanwhile, you can come by and see him Sunday from noon to 3 at Captain Nemo. Games and comics for a meet and greet. So we're talking about uh, Schwarzenegger uh, because you're the two big names. It's you and Arnold. Yeah, because uh, he's about uh, almost six years older than me, and uh, we, we put bodybuilding on the map. But what uh, what advice did he give you about acting? Well, it, it never avoided the fact that I would learn from him uh, uh, being fierce, being very determined, his determination. Because he, he broke the he broke the opened the doors for the tall bodybuilder. Like for example, he broke the doors down that made it, it got me involved in show business because of the fact that he did Conan we we done similar things. But his drive, his personality, that's what attracted to me because I wanted to be like him because he never, he can't take no for an answer. And he really have tremendous confidence in himself. Is that the secret to your success, Lou? Not taking no for an answer? My secret to success is competing with yourself, maximizing your own personal power. Because once you compete with other people, you lose. All right, uh, we're winning because Lou Ferrigno is in studio with us now. And here is Susan in Arroyo Grande. Hi, Susan. Good afternoon. Good evening, gentlemen. I wanted to let your guest know, Mr. Ferrigno, that three and a half, four years ago, I was shopping at Bond here in Arroyo Grande. And grocery shopping's a task. We're not too far apart in age, but it's a task. And I looked up, and there you were. And all I could say is everyone knows the Hulk. And you gave the gentlest, kindest smile. And um, I remember that because it was so sincere. And listening to you this afternoon, this evening... I would not have missed this um, opportunity. Thank you for all you do for the community, and you take good care of yourself. I appreciate your company. Thank you so much. Susan, anything else you want to say? Nope. Yes, not. All right. <laughs> 805-543-8830, 800-549-5832. Is it just me, or was something lost with the Incredible Hulk when it went from TV to the big screen. 
Yes, because so the big screen you can't compete CGI with the original Hulk because uh, my, when I played the show it was uh, authentic and it was different because today when you got uh, special effects CGI works for certain film but the new Hulk I mean a lot of fans are disappointed my personal opinion I think the series uh, had more of an impact yeah. but I would like the director the way they portrayed the Hulk because he needs to be hideous and authentic and organic more of a fashion. Now, where do you come down on Martin Scorsese and his basic argument, others have made it too, that Hollywood is killing itself because the emphasis is on comic book figures and Marvel, the Marvel universe? I think it may have to come back. It's going to come about, I think we have to come back to good story plots because now I think there's too much emphasis on special effects. We need a better storyline. Like, for example, uh, some of the adventure movies are great, but now it's getting to a point that it's become so confusing. We need a good, it's all about love and courage. You need a good script, a good story. That's why when you watch an original Twilight Zone, like movies like Shawshank Redemption, like The Godfather, it leaves such a, a huge impact. It's about love, it's about courage. I just want to know, I, when you came in, I said I, I had just seen you in the uh, Godfather series, the, the offer, and I yeah. thought you did a very nice job in that. And just that whole, if people were interested in the story of The Godfather, they should check out the offer. Well, it was funny. In 1972, a bunch of my friends were, were having a conversation. They were talking about The Godfather. I said to myself, The Godfather, they were talking about the scene among Mongo Brando, and they were talking about the uh, actor named uh, Hitman Lucy Brassi. He was practicing his speech before you met The Godfather. The little that I realized 50 years later, I get to play his character. On the Stolberg-Tatum text line, uh, who is stronger, weightlifters or bodybuilders? Um, bodybuilders are strong. Weightlifting is a different kind of sport because it's about how much you put over your head. Clean and jerk. But bodybuilders are more of, uh, they're, they're strong, but more about building muscles and definition. Mm. What advice, I mean, I, again, we go back to our 70s. What advice do you give to seniors about staying in shape? Um, listen to your body. Listen to your mind. Don't overindulge in, uh, you know, in, in, in heavy uh, things that are harmful to your body. But basically do everything in, uh, in, in, in moderate fashion. Like for example, don't uh, don't uh, do something that could injure your body. If, if, if you have an injury, work around the injury. Don't train through it. Hmm. Oh, I meant to ask you this earlier. Is it true that the name was changed from uh, Bruce Banner to David Banner because CBS thought Bruce Banner sounded too gay? Yes, yes. Isn't that ridiculous? Can you tell us the story, please? I know. That's why Bill Bixby, you see Bill, you think of David Banner. But Bruce Banner now is in, this, in the movies. So it was Bruce Banner and CBS said, no, you got to change it to David. Yeah, and also, because CBS, it's too gay. also CBS said, anytime you see the Hulk, Bill Bixby, the Hulk, nothing has to be shown below the navel. Why? Mm -hmm, I know. Now, now the Hulk in the movies, he's wearing a spandex. Yeah. I, I'd be remiss if we didn't spend a minute on Bill Bixby. He seemed like quite the guy. He was the best. They were the best. He was a great actor, producer, and director from San Francisco. He was in pre-law, but then uh, one time he was a lifeguard. He decided to give a, a shot at acting. But I never met a, an actor like him, especially he was the real-life magician. But he was so witty, so sharp, so smart. I've learned so much just to watch him. That man was incredible. And he did. He directed you in a couple of the episodes. Yeah, I, I couldn't act for a better director because, I mean... Uh, 
I mean, Bill directing himself and directing me at the Hulk, I, I was so motivated, so excited. Every, every time he had a chance to direct, I, I'm more pumped. I I personally think that was another reason why the series is so more successful than the movies, because the chemistry between you two yes. was real. Yes, was perfect. There, there was a bond there between the two of you. Yeah, because the Bill's intensity, when you see him, you can't wait to see him transformed into the Hulk, especially the way he carried the role of, of, of David, uh, Dr. Banner into the Hulk. Yeah. All right, let's take another call. We've got uh, Tony in a Tascadero. Hey, Tony. Hey, uh, just real quick. I Definitely my idol. When I was in high school, you open up my uh, my locker, and there was a picture of you curling. I don't know what how much it was, but at that time it said that you had 33-inch biceps, which was pretty amazing to me, and that kind of got me into physical fitness at that point in time. But my secondary statement is I like what you said about the movies, about having it becoming more organic or organic as opposed to CGI. I agree. Thank you. Yeah. So how big are your biceps today, Lou? Well, my, my, my prime, my biceps are 23 inches at the prime. Today, probably maybe uh, 17 and a half. I mean, I, I, weigh two, I weigh now 245. I, just, I like being lean because I prove myself being a strong man. So now I'll be happy to be a senior citizen with great energy and a great career. Yeah. What else, Tony? I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. All right, Tony. Thank you. Lou Ferregno is on this broadcast. Welcome your phone calls, 805-543-8830, 800-549-5832. Inviting you to come by Captain Nemo. Games and Comics in San Luis Obispo this Sunday from noon to 3 for a meet and greet. It's at 563 uh, Higuera Street. Uh, Don is checking in on the Stahlberg line. Well, of course, we've been expecting this line. Don't make me angry, Mr. McGee. You won't like me when I'm angry. That's the catchphrase. That's one of the most iconic lines in television history. Yeah. Yeah. You know who came up with it? You know how it came to be? You know you got a better memory than me. Tell me about it. I have no idea. I think it's... I think we're Stan Lee, I think. Craig, do you know? I'm assuming uh, the uh, great Stan Lee would be well, part Ken of the Johnson comic. Well, Ken Johnson wrote the script. Yeah. And Ken Johnson brought it to the TV. I would, I, would, I would credit him for it. All right. Uh, short break. We'll come back for a final segment. Lou Ferrigno. I'm Dave Congleton. This is Hometown Radio. All right, great guest in studio with me. We've got the actor and bodybuilder and Central Coast resident Lou Ferrigno on this broadcast. If you want in on the conversation, we need to hear from you now, please. 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. We go to Gary in Pismo on KVEC. Hi, Gary. Hey, hi, Dave. And uh, thanks to Lou for coming in. It's been pretty fantastic to listen to you. Thank you very much. He's a great guest. Yep. Yep. And the question I have is, it might be too no- nosy, and, and Lou, you don't have to answer this, but I, I was just curious. Do you, do, do the residuals that you get from movies and TV uh, shows that are on during the year, does that make up a, a nice income, or is it not that much? And every time a, a TV show shows or a movie shows anywhere around the world, do you get a little bit of a residual, no matter what? That's a fair question. Yeah, he wants to know uh, whether or not you get residuals every time. Uh, I, I did at the beginning, but now if I get, I did at the beginning, but now if I get a residual, maybe fifty cents. Wow! But at the beginning of the series, you do get residual, but it diminishes over the years. So basically, today, I think if you do a TV series, it's, 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 uh, you'll be, you'll receive much more. Yeah. What else, Gary? 
And and is that true for pretty much all of these uh, television shows and movies? Because, like, for example, last week I saw um, Jerry Maguire for, like, the tenth time. And I just wondered, does Tom Cruise still get a residual 30 years later after Jerry Maguire showing? I don't know. I can't remember the time thing that runs out. Well, well, first of all, you got to remember one thing about Tom Cruise. He owned Mission Impossible. Yeah. Basically, uh, you know, if he owned it, uh, he received a lot more money from the back end from the studios. Well, it's also the difference between a TV series and a movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Gary. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. 805-543-8830. Don't call Lou on his cell phone. If you want to talk to Lou, you got to call us. 805-543-8830. On the Stolberg text line, listeners asking us to tell you how much they loved you in King of Queens. Thanks. That was just a good show because I love uh, being in front of a live audience, especially 100 people. And especially that you only have two takes instead of uh, five or ten takes. And those actors on this show are so iconic. Yeah. So what are you working on now? Well, I did a movie. Uh, I'm almost finished called The Hermit. I play a cannibalistic pig farmer. I make wait, beef jerky out of people. Wait, wait, wait. It's, yeah. <laughs> it call, it's called The Hermit. I call The a, Hermit. Okay. I play a cannibalistic pig farmer. Cannibalistic pig farmer. Out of people, people, but the na- people in the neighborhood think that I make beef jerky from pig. It's my first horror film, and uh, it could have a huge impact in, in, in the horror genre. Yeah. Why did it take you so long to do a horror film, given that you were the Hulk? It's a character. I have, you know, as an actor, if you're interested in the character, that makes a big difference because I can't just do a character and just take the money because it's about, about the love of the character. That's why I was attracted to the particular role. Yeah. Well, how do you prepare for something like that? How do you prepare to start a horror movie? Well, the thing is you got to learn about the character, uh, the background, where it comes from, and also you got to create the character yourself, especially the environment, the motive, the, uh, and the, the obstacle to overcome, and especially how the character thinks internally and externally. On the Stahlberg uh, text line, question, how much does genetics play in bodybuilding versus just plain old hard work? Huge. Genetics is a huge part of it because there's people sometimes they could train, uh, they can't equate the physique I have like all I have. A perfect example, for example, you take Bruce Jenner. I can never compete with him in track and field. He can never compete with me as a bodybuilder because I will give away great genetics. But also, you're going to remember that to be a champion takes a lot of hard work and determination. So, what what kind of genetics helped you? How did genetics help you? Well, because of my hearing situation and because of my speech impediment years ago, I could not participate in a regular sport. Or, or have a city job, so I used that. I knew that my body would be a vehicle for me to survive, so I used that. That was my way, my passion, bodybuilding, because I knew that I, I had the making of to be a champion, and I had I knew how the bone structure, so I could go far as I want to uh, go and enter the sport of bodybuilding. Uh, I'm going to condense this next text message down. Uh, someone on the Stolberg text line is asking you to comment on your decision to come back into bodybuilding in the 1990s. That was very difficult because I came back after 17 years. The hardest thing for me was to develop the hunger to compete again. Because at the time I came back, I had a wife and three kids at the time. So at the same time, to be, you know, you don't have a social life when you're bodybuilder because you have to focus on the training, the dieting, the eating. So to me, to develop the hunger because to compete 17 years later, I had to have a different physique. I would look more like a 90s bodybuilder compared to the 70s. Yeah. So I competed again at 42. I was at a body weight of 325 pounds with 2% body fat at 43. Wow. Um, 
Craig, what is it, this question coming in about Franco Colombo? Yeah, uh, well, my son was wondering, does being short like Franco Colombo or very tall like yourself hurt your scoring in bodybuilding? And he had mentioned something about uh, is it easier to frame depending on your body size? Oh, he can't hear you. No. Oh. <laughs> so here, let me try Let me try this. I'm, I'm sorry, Miss. Mr. Freeman, he's not able to wear the headphones because of his hearing situation. So uh, let me rephrase that, Lou. Does being short like Franco Colombo or being very tall like yourself hurt your scoring in bodybuilding? No, because now you have short men's competition. You have tall men's competition. But Franco, for the height of 5'2", I think he'd probably go down in history. He's probably the greatest, shortest bodybuilder ever lived, especially... I competed with him in the world's strongest man. And yeah. Franco, he learned to maximize his physique. It's all about quality. It's not about the uh, size. It's about the quality and the definition. Who's the Lou Ferrigno today of bodybuilders? Um, I don't know. I think it's still Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, you got me, and then it's a different time era. But are people still interested? Are young Athletes still coming in and pursuing bodybuilding. Well, not just the bodybuilding, because now you have the physique competition, you have the fitness, you have the bikini. Women are competing. There's so many different divisions. So now the public embraces more because they realize the, uh, the value of uh, exercising, eating right, than just being obese and just uh, not exercising. But parents who are listening, should they encourage your young people to pursue bodybuilding, Lou? Well, it's not bodybuilding maybe for yourself, not for competition, for everyone, yeah. for yourself. I would just say that there are three secrets. Eat right, train right, and sleep right. Don't overtrain, don't overeat, and don't oversleep. It's very simple. But shouldn't you also work with a trainer? If you can afford it. But the, yeah. but the thing is, that you should have a training partner. Or, or just, uh, The problem is, it's important to have to watch other people when you go to a gym because you want to have the correct form of the exercise. If you have the bad form, you can injure yourself. And also, there's a lot of online now people showing how to do different exercises, which I didn't have when I was a kid, but now yeah. you can go online. Like YouTube, you can watch how the people employ the different forms and techniques. As um, Lou Ferrigno puts together a final thought, let me remind you one last time that you have a chance to see him this Sunday from noon to 3 for a meet-and-greet at the Captain Nemo Games and Comics, right downtown San Luis Obispo, 563 High Guerra Street. Come on by and uh, say hi, and I'm sure you'll see Lou around town. Uh, anything we haven't talked about you want to put a plug-in for? Yeah, I want to put a plug-in for. I'd I still say that two and a half years ago, I received a cochlear implant. And I think people today, when they get older, they lose a major part of their hearing. There is hope because... When you're worried discrimination suffers, the cochlear implant actually changed your life because that's something that you, you just, uh, makes a better life. Because it changed my life completely, especially your confidence in yourself and your speech. And I know people I've seen that sometimes they get frustrated, frustrated when they lose their hearing. They become isolated. But now yeah. with, the, with the new hearing aid cochlear implant, that their life changed. So I'm happy to be an ambassador for that. Could you have imagined when you're a younger man that this day would come? And that you, when your hearing would, would improve like that? Well, I'm very happy because the fact that in the 50s, when I was a young kid, or I wore hearing aids, I was considered a freak because back then people didn't understand what hearing aids were. So yeah. they used to call me deaf Louie, deaf mute. Yep. You know, but the thing is that today it's so widely recognized that almost, I would say one out of three Americans in this country have a hearing aid uh, problem. Yeah. Lou, thanks for your time. Thanks Appreciate for having it. me. Good to see you. Off we go. News, traffic, weather. Dr. Gene Nelson talks about Diablo Canyon during the 6 o'clock hour. This is Hometown Radio.
the 920 KVEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Wazy. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.